All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. The Oilers are going for six in a row against this Canucks team coming off a win against the Lightning. So, oh, you know why I'm nervous. Let's get into it with the lead. Oilers Nation every day on a Saturday coming to you on the weekend. It's a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show live from the Sports Closet studio. Sportscloset.ca. Look what they hooked me up with. How about this jacket? Got this reverse retro kind of vibes on the back. Beautiful front. Nice and clean with that oil drop logo. Pretty cool is the point I'm trying to make. You can get your own sportscloset.ca all-star game jerseys available. Now I saw one. There's a picture up on my Instagram. I was in their store. I looked at it. I touched it. It's beautiful. Get your own sportscloset.ca. We are live on the Nation Network YouTube where Sergeant Battle is in with the first comment saying Vancouver is in shambles right now. We need to take advantage. And that is the big story today on a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. You need to take advantage of an opponent that is just flat out down and out. The Canucks are not good right now. They played last night and lost 4-1 to the, to the Colorado Avalanche. This team is not good. Their season has been filled with drama. We'll get into that in just a second. But the Oilers just absolutely flat out need to take advantage of an opponent that is well below them. They cannot do the thing that they kind of have a tendency of doing where they play down to the opposition. It just cannot happen. Uh, we'll get into our keys to victory and all of that stuff in just a minute. 
taking a look in the YouTube chat. Dr. Gonzo going to need a pregame nap for this 8 p.m. start. Drinks are chilling. Sun is shining. Smells like a huge Oilers win. I mean, it would be nice if the Oilers could pull out a big victory tonight. Going for six in a row, which would be a season-long winning streak. Twisted is in, says the team needs to keep playing at their pace and slow down for no one. Force the Canucks to try and slow us down. Dr. Gonzo's in and predicting a Zach Hyman hat trick as well. I'll get to all your comments. Oh, Brad Bay's in the chat. What up, Brad? Our night shift guy who usually listens as a podcast is in on a live show, and that's always a good sign. That means the vibes are going to be good today on the show. Let's bring in our pal Liam, the only man in Edmonton with a Dustin Penner jersey hanging on his wall. Liam, your thoughts on tonight's hockey game? Are the vibes good? The vibes the vibes are good in Edmonton right now. The vibes are good everywhere, I think. It just feels like a good time. Like someone said in the chat, just send the suns out. Everything feels nice in Edmonton. You've got the good sports closet stuff going there. And also, you had a little bit of news yesterday, Tyler. It's been a big week for you, and you kept it going heading into the weekend. Yeah, I did. A little bit of a scoop yesterday on what the Oilers could potentially be rocking at the Heritage Mm -hmm. Classic next season. So I'll give Aaron a minute. Aaron, if you could pull up my tweet. You're very quick at doing this, um, but I'll give you a minute, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Original Puzar didn't play down to Anaheim, didn't play down to the Kings, won't play to, or sorry, to San Jose, won't play down to Vancouver. Nail in the Bruce Boudreaux coffin, and we're going to have more on that in just a little bit because I got some takes on the situation with old Bruce Boudreaux. But honestly, that's kind of one of the reasons I'm a little bit concerned about this game because everyone knows Bruce Boudreaux is getting gassed after this hockey game probably his last game in the NHL. I think that team might want to get up for him a little bit. And they didn't show up last night. It wasn't good. Tyler Myers after the game admitted that, you know, that's playing a role in how they're playing on the ice. All of the outside noise, I think, is is the word he used. I think we could see a pretty motivated Canucks team tonight, Liam, just with that big storyline looming. Yeah, it's... uh... It's definitely an interesting situation. I can't think of one that has been like this in the NHL before or any kind of sport, to be honest, where you've essentially had your head coach fired for the last month, but you keep sending him out there to to answer all these questions. It is crazy, to be honest. But yeah, like Vancouver, like, uh, from a Canucks perspective, I guess like you would hope they kind of get up for Bruce. Like the fans, I know it's been a tough season, but... He did a lot for them last season to get them into a good spot and make at least coming into the season look very promising. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm curious tonight. But also on the flip side, the Oilers, I think they've just done a really good job of not letting the moment get ahead of them in, in any of the games recently. You know, they've kind of they've conceded goals and then they've responded really well. So I think this is actually a good time for the Oilers to go and catch the Vancouver Canucks with everything that's just going on. So I'm still feeling confident in this group as we head into tonight and what somebody said, yeah, another 8 p.m. start for the Oilers. But it's Saturday night. At least we can have some drinks of it. How about this for a name? Uh, Gregorius Swizzlepants is in, says, Hi, guys, longtime listener, first-time commenter. You know we love giving love to our first-time commenters. Big game coming from Kane. He's going to be back up to speed. Shout-out to Gregorius. Uh, Let's get to the topic of that jersey, actually, because I see Aaron getting it ready in in the little preview window here. So you can flash that up whenever, Aaron. Um, But I do have a scoop that this is what the Oilers are planning slash thinking of wearing 
at the Heritage Classic next year. So the Edmonton Mercury's 1952 Olympic team, it's going to be based off this jersey. So if you take a look at how this one is on your screen right now, it's going to be blue and orange because I heard the Flames are going to be wearing a cream-colored jersey. So Edmonton's going to be at home. They're going to wear dark jerseys where it says Edmonton Mercury's. It's going to say Edmonton Oilers. And then they're going to take that 1952 Olympics little uh, maple leaf thing, and that's going to be an oil drop. But it's going to be based off this jersey. It's going to have the cool felt lettering on the side and the felt names on the back, kind of similar to what teams like the Leafs and stuff have done for their outdoor games in the past. I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to be a super sharp jersey. And I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. were like, oh, you should have gone to a copper and blue throwback. But this is the Oilers thinking totally out of the box and giving us an entirely new look for the outdoor game. And I love it. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, credit to the staff who put this one together on the Oilers side of things, because if you give me a million guesses, I never would have guessed this jersey. So it's just going to be cool. Like the Heritage Classic in Edmonton, like just to kind of see that in the copper and blue colors, like I said, with the oil drop Mm -hmm. in there too. Like it's just such a unique look for a unique game. And that's that's how NHL teams should approach this thing. Have some fun with it. Do something creative. and. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be cool. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool too seeing just people walk around with that jersey in Rogers place now once it obviously comes out and that game yeah. passes, like just everyone's gonna remember that game in Edmonton. Yeah, I, I think this is gonna go really hard. And I see a lot of you guys mm-hmm. in the comments liking it as well. The flames are gonna have some sort of a hybrid. It's it'll be a throwback to the Calgary Stampeders hockey club and also some Cowboys kind of theme in there with it'll be a cream base. So it'll be kind of cream on blue, I believe, is the color scheme they're gonna go for at the Heritage Classic. Uh, but yes, Liam, the third scoop for this show in the week. Mm-hmm. We're grabbing everything, we're dominating. Um, we got it yeah. all. Hopefully, the hopefully we can stay hot in the same way the Oilers are looking to stay hot tonight. Maybe we can get up to like six big stories in the next week. Uh, but Edmonton going for six wins in a row. Aaron, if we have the Bruce Boudreaux clip, I think I want to get to that now because I want to dig into that before I start going through all of my stats. Uh, there we go. Yeah, let's uh, let's give this a watch. Here's Bruce Boudreaux uh, talking to the media in Vancouver. You know. I mean, I'd be a fool not to say that I don't know what's going on, but uh, um, I just, like I said before, you come to work and uh, uh, you realize, you know, how great the game is. No. Say no. I mean, you know, it's a, there's a lot of media here. I mean, it's, it's uh, I mean, I've got my wife phoning me saying, you're not on the ice. Is everything okay? You know, like, I mean, so you guys are getting it out all over the, the country. So it's... It's it's uh, it's tough not to, to to feel it, but I mean, you just look at you love it, you want to go do it, and so I mean that's uh, that's the way I shut it out, and uh, is basically just you know just realizing how much you care about the game and the players and what goes on. Man, I mean, it's it's beyond embarrassing that this is what mm-hmm. the Vancouver Canucks are choosing to do. If this was a young coach who was you know looking to get experience, blah blah blah. And you wanted to just keep him behind the bench. Maybe he wants the paychecks, whatever. I mean, I know you get him anyways, even when you're gassed. Like maybe, but like Dr. Gonzo says, just really tough to watch. And I mean, I think we even kind of left out. There was another presser Mm -hmm. where he had to walk away. Like he had to end things because he was getting so overwhelmed. And this is a really respected head coach around the league. This is a guy who's been around hockey, given a lot to the sport. And for the Canucks, Again, it was rumored a couple weeks ago that they were talking to Rick Tockett and they had hired Rick Tockett. It was a matter of him giving his notice at TNT and things like that. You gas him. Like, you give Bruce Boudreaux the mercy firing. 
I, it's just, I don't know the way things are being operated there. And here's a great tweet from uh, Harmon Dial who says, I'd be a fool. I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, man, everyone does. The players know Tyler Myers talked about this Monday. It is fully expected that Rick talk. It's going to take over as the head coach. And I like the way Cato puts it. While I may not like the Canucks, I really feel for Bruce. And honestly, like it's tough to root against Bruce Boudreaux tonight. Like there's a part of me that does think the Oilers are going to go out and smoke them tonight because this Canucks roster is absolutely in shambles. But there's another part of me that goes, man, I would like to see Bruce Boudreaux end his coaching career or potentially end his coaching career tonight on a high note. You know, it's funny you say that because as, as you watch that clip, like like we said, Dr. Gonzo said in the chat, like, it's just horrible. Like this, at the end of the day, he's just a man. Like he's just, he's a human being. And for anybody to be treated like that, he's just unfair. And yeah, you kind of, you kind of looking at the like, man, if you were playing anybody else tonight, I would kind of want you to get the two points. But obviously being Oilers fans, we got to make sure we grab those. But overall, like, I'm just very curious on the other side of it too. Once Boudreaux is inevitably gone, like, what is Rick Tockett going to say? Like, what is he going to, what is he going to say in his first press conference? Cause you know, people are going to ask about this. Like, what is the response? It's just kind of, it's just a weird thing to even go through as a fan on the outside too. So I can't imagine being like a Canucks thing too. And what you truly think about this organization right now is it's just disappointing overall. When was the last time a coach got fired while the fan base was more or less a hundred percent behind them? Usually it's the fan base who is just chomping at the bit for months. Like we were with Tippett last year. Fire him. Got to fire him. Need a coaching change. Need a spark. The Canucks fan base is fully behind Bruce and he's getting gassed tomorrow. It's ridiculous, man. It's just, I don't know. I feel bad for Bruce. I got a funny feeling that the Canucks are going to come out really, really motivated tonight for that guy. Because how could you not? Right. Like they had Mm -hmm. good moments with Bruce last year's run. The Bruce, there it is. I know there was a video of him getting emotional on the bench last night when the crowd was chanting for him. If you're in that locker room and you do not play your absolute heart out for Boudreaux tonight, there's something wrong with you. Was Ralph Kruger fired by the Oilers or did his contract just end? Because just coming to Uh, mind, that's the only one that I can hear things like fans were kind of. Yeah, right. Because fans were kind of behind him, right? Like we almost made the playoffs that year and then. All of a sudden, he's the chairman of Southampton Football Club because the Oilers didn't want to keep him. I can't remember. Who he, is that when we hired Dallas Eakins? Yeah, he was gasping. Oh, man. What a disaster. So, yeah, that, I guess that's one that I can think of off the top of my head. Like, not as supportive, of course, like with a Bruce there, it is chance and stuff. But I feel like the city was somewhat behind Kruger when he was here. So, just goes to show kind of the level where Vancouver is at right now in comparison to the Oilers' decade of darkness. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is something, man. Huh. Original Puzar, rising insider star Tyler. Anyone other than Yanmark not feeling well enough to play tonight? I will. Uh, I will check in on that. But honestly, I have no idea. We're probably gonna have to wait till warm ups, or I don't know if the Oilers are planning on skating today in Vancouver. But that'll probably give us a decent idea of where things are. But Daniel Nugent Bowman did report uh, that there are some other players potentially playing or feeling a little under the weather. James Hamblin's been called back up. So the Oilers are running a super short roster. And honestly, illness is like the worst thing that can happen to them. Because as my friend Original Puzar pointed out to me the other day, when you put a guy on normal IR, you don't get the cap relief, right? You just get the roster spot. Mm-hmm. But the issue for the Oilers is obviously cap space. So um, also, Bruce Boudreaux is speaking to the media right now in Vancouver. And if that wraps up by the time our show is done, we may have 
Chris Faber from Canucks Army jump on. He's also from Canucks Conversation. Uh, he might join us to chat a little bit about the state of things in Vancouver out on the coast. Um, the first question to him, though, any extra message from Boudreaux to the Canucks players tonight that he might share with us? And Boudreaux said, it's just another game. And then he said, what? It's better than crying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, at least Boudreaux's in somewhat good spirits. I'm sure to an extent he's kind of at peace uh, with the way things are going. Um, I like Luke Meyer in the chat. Give a mm. like for Bruce. Yeah, let's uh, let's get the YouTube likes up a little bit. We got almost 100 viewers in this bad boy. Let's get that like number up to triple digits. So pound that thumbs up if you are watching on YouTube. Um, original Puzar says there's an Oilers plus morning show at 1230 may find out something then, but not likely. I will keep our eyes peeled for uh, where that goes and potential Oilers lineup notes. But I mentioned the reporting from our friend Daniel Nugent Bowman, and that's actually where I wanted to go with sort of our next segment here, steering away from tonight's hockey game. Nugent Bowman had some really interesting pieces of reporting in his latest uh, article up at The Athletic. It starts with some potential deadline plans. And he basically says, and I do want to get new uh, DMB on the show next week. I've been talking with him a little bit and we'll do a little deadline preview with, uh, with Daniel Nugent Bowman maybe next week. But he talks about how three young players and their development over the next kind of month or so could really determine sort of how the Oilers handle the deadline. He mentioned Dylan Holloway. If he is an answer in the bottom six, continues to take steps forward, maybe that changes the Oilers' needs up front. And then DeHarnay and Broberg on the blue line. If they continue to take steps forward, maybe the pressure to go get a high-end defenseman is totally off and they shift a bunch of assets towards going out and getting a forward. There was a not-so-encouraging note in there about Kyler Yamamoto, though, and his potential future, at least this season. Uh, Nugent Bowman writes, Yamamoto is hurt. He hasn't felt right most of the season, and his status is unclear, even though he remains in Edmonton and around his teammates. Regardless of Yamamoto's health, the Oilers don't plan to find a top six replacement for him on the trade market. That's an interesting note, not necessarily looking for a winger to plug in, but he adds, it'll be a bonus if they get him back and productive this season. If not, they feel like they have a bonafide, they have five bonafide top six forwards. The sixth will be patchwork. The way that's worded to me is really concerning. Just saying it'll be a bonus if they get him back and productive this season. And then to say, if not, I don't know. I'm worried about Yamamoto because even Frank Saravalli, when he was on our show the other day, said for Yamamoto, this isn't like a, we know what's wrong with him. He needs time to heal. The Oilers put him on LTIR to give him what Frank called a reset. I'm a little bit worried about the status of Yamamoto, Liam. Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting concerning now. If those reports are coming out, this is the second time now he's been on LTIR this season. And, yeah. you know, like he plays that kind of style of game where he just needs to be physically involved on the forecheck, whatever it is, yeah. kind of being a little bit of a pest out there. So, yeah, it's getting a little alarm, and especially with how thin the others are on that right side. Like they need Yamamoto in this lineup, and I think he's he's somewhat of a fan favorite too. I think, right? So yep. it also puts into question like what you can do now with a guy like Puljavi. Like essentially, if if Yamamoto can't play, you've probably just got to keep hold of Puljavi, right? Unless you can find somewhat of an upgrade somewhere else. But on the other side of it too, I guess it gives you an extra three million to go and spend on the trade market with picks or prospects or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and then talking about players that the Oilers could potentially target, uh, he had a follow-up on Jacob Chikrin saying Broberg won't be offered up for Chikrin or really anyone else for that matter. That makes Chikrin's acquisition essentially a pipe dream. DMB went on to add uh, Vladislav Gavrikov is believed to be their primary target on the blue line. We've heard reports that the asking price could be you know, a first-round pick plus for half a season of Vlad Gavrikov, which... Personally, if Philip Broberg keeps taking steps forward, I think giving up a first-round pick plot for Gavrikov is a bit of a mistake because if Broberg keeps playing well, you're not going to need Gavrikov next season. You can use those assets maybe on something else. He also says uh, the Oilers are considering Joel Edmondson. And then he adds the priorities up front. The Oilers might be looking to pivot to a forward, writes Nugent Bowman, saying Bo Horvat and Jonathan Taves are two guys. Brand name centers is the is the term that Nugent Bowman used. And you know me, I've been all in on Jonathan Taves for a while. Mm-hmm. I think it's the ideal target. We're hearing Chicago wants a second or a third for him. You know, if you can include an asset in there to get a third team to keep some of that money and you move Pugliarvi in the deal, you might be able to get Taves for a relatively low acquisition price. And while he might not be the second line center, he's obviously not the top line center he once was. I think he could be a really good defensive third line center for this team. And your top nine suddenly looks really full. If you go get another centerman, if you go get Bo Horvat, I mean, you're probably getting close to juggernaut territory. So that's probably a decent spot to look as well. He's number one on Frank Saravalli's trade deadline targets. He's going to cost you a ton though. I know John Bucci-Gross at ESPN was hinting that Seattle might be willing to give up Shane Wright to get Bo Horvat. I would imagine if you're giving up Shane Wright, it is a fully extended Bo Horvat, and there is a contract being signed as a part of that deal. Um, but for me, Taves is a really good sort of check down from there. I think he's exactly what the mm-hmm. Oilers need. He won't cost a ton to bring in. Taves is my guy, Liam. And, and I, if for people and, and for you as well, I've been saying that for a while. I think he's the one. Yeah, I think with Taves, like you said, like he, he brings that kind of leadership too. And also just the, his experience is so big for this team and vital where Horvat, of course, like who wouldn't want Bo Horvat on this team right now? He's an, he's an absolute menace. He's, I think he's one goal away from matching his career high already this yeah. season. So that would be fantastic to have him. But on the Taves thing, you'd be curious too to see if they were able to get him, how hard they would try to re-sign him too after losing what leadership they lost this season. It's pretty evident now like, someone like a Jonathan Taves can kind of help this room and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, Taves can still play. You see it there. We see it there, I guess. He's 13 goals, 27 points a season in 42 games. Like still a relatively good NHL player and playing he on just a bad brings team, a lot. Man, sorry. On a, yeah, on a bad team. And, you know, I, I've been on the Patrick Kane train. I would love Patrick Kane. I just don't think I'm much, much of a fit anymore. But yeah, if Horvat or Jonathan Taves are your two targets, then I think you're in a good spot as the Edmonton Oilers now. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Let's get back into the game tonight here. Always fun to talk a little trade target stuff here on the show, but the Oilers and Canucks is the matchup this evening. The Canucks won the last meeting. Remember, the Oilers blew a 2-0 lead on home ice. Bo Horvat played a big part in that comeback, but since then, Oilers going one way, Canucks going the other way. Vancouver has three wins in 12 games since that last meeting, while the Oilers are 8-3-1. and one. The Canucks have lost back-to-back games by a combined score of 9-3. to three. Our guy Chris Faber is in from Canucks Army, I think. I think he's ready to go. There he is. Chris Faber, what's going on, man? You were down at the Bruce Boudreaux availability. Um, it's just doom and gloom in Vancouver, huh? Hey? 
Uh, it's not great. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, it's unfortunate to, to see how things have kind of played out here, but uh, sorry, I think my, my video might be lagging from behind there a little bit, but uh, quite significantly. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's actually really strange to see myself not be talking here on the video. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'll just keep going. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate, unless you want to shut me down, uh, but it's, uh, it's definitely like an unfortunate situation here uh, with Bruce Boudreaux. Um, it's, I don't know, like you can't say that there's been like a president or anybody high up in management that's openly talked about, you know, hiring a replacement and talking to a replacement for two months. And this coach is still just sitting here expected to coach this team. I mean, it's, it's something like we never seen. Sorry, I have to reconnect. This is, this is crazy. Yeah, let's reconnect. Let's, let's, let's knock Faber off here for a little bit. We'll get back into uh, some stats here between the Oilers and Canucks. It's like <laughs> one of those things where if your audio in your ears is a little bit delayed, trying to talk and keep like a sentence going is the most impossible thing. Uh, but the Canucks so far this season, listen, this is a team that bleeds a lot of chances. The seventh most shots against per 60 at five on five in the league. The fourth most goals against per 60 at five on five in the league. A big part of that has been, you know, they're missing Thatcher Demko. He would probably help that goals against number, but they give up a ton of chances. And for the Oilers, you know, they've been generating a ton since January 1st. The Oilers are second in the NHL in shots for per 60. They're third in the NHL in five on five goals for per 60. These are two teams on totally different ends of the five on five spectrum, Liam. And then when you add in the Oilers power play, like this should be a night where the Oilers can handle this matchup. I don't want to say easily, but they should be able to handle it. Yeah, the odds are in their favor tonight. And, you know, they took care of business against Anaheim and San Jose and, and lesser opponents, I guess. And tonight it's time to get that revenge on Vancouver after what was honestly an, an embarrassing performance when they last played him. So they've got to seek some redemption in that department too. So hopefully that's on the Oilers' mind tonight, and I'm sure it is. So, yeah, they should be able to go into Vancouver and get a result. But, of course, the Bruce Boudreaux factor is in, in all of this too. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Yeah, okay, let's bring back in Chris Faber because I see him uh, ready to go down there. Uh, okay, Faber, like this Canucks team, part of me thinks they could come out motivated tonight to play for Bruce, but what's your sense of kind of the mood in the room when it comes to the players in this situation? Yeah, just kill my video, please. This is not, uh, I, I will talk, but I know I, this is, it's freaking me out. Uh, sorry, you got to ask that question again, Tyler. I completely, I, that's driving me crazy. Yeah, I was just going to say, what's the mood like for uh, for the players right now on this team in terms of how they're handling this whole situation? Yeah, I mean, we know it's got to be difficult for them in the spot that they're put into, but I, I think last night was the first time we've actually heard a player speak about it. And yesterday, Tyler Myers comes out and mentions like, this might've been the first game where that outside noise is kind of affecting us. And I think it's absolutely true. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, it's wild to be in the arena last night in the third period, as this team's kind of understanding that this is the end of the road for Bruce Boudreaux. This is a fan base that, you know, it's crazy at times for sure, but it's absolutely engaged to everything, whether it be on social online in the arena, everything. There was a time last night where it went from a chant of Bruce, there it is. And kind of went into a little break in play, comes back with a sell the team chant. Like the vibe in Rogers Arena is so strange right now. And I just, I feel bad for Bruce. And uh, it's a spot that, you know, you shouldn't be working in this job with a replacement coming in from what it sounds like. All reports make it sound like it's Monday when Rick Talk is going to take over. And Bruce is kind of like, he, he's still coming out there and bringing a smile to the media members' faces. We just had a clip today. I, I hope Aaron has it queued up because uh, I do want to play it. It's it's wild. Like he's he's still trying to have some fun with us. And today he joked about it just like, he's like, oh, it's just another game. Like, you know, why would I have any special message for the players? If, if you got the clip, you can go ahead and hit it there, Aaron. Do we have any additional message for your players today? And if so, is there any, is there any part of that that you can share with us? Uh. It's just another game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's better than crying, right? <laughs> like, that that's a sad thing, what he just said at the end there. It's better than crying because, like, the way that we've had to deal with questions with him over the past 48 hours here is a situation where he just wants to be a coach in the NHL. Um, obviously, the record for the Vancouver Canucks is getting to the point where it's like, you know, changing coaches is probably warranted. But I don't think this is just on the coach. I really think this is on the organization making some horrible decisions, um, some horrible treatment of people, players, everything. It, it's a it's a very tough spot. And we were kind of just talking with some some people from the Edmonton media here down in the in the press area. And it was like some of them were like, yeah, like it, it's OK, though, like, you, you know, your team's not that bad off. You still got Quinn Hughes. You still got Elias Patterson. Thatcher Demko's a young, exciting goalie. It's like, yeah, but what are they going to do around those guys? What has the organization showed us? that can make you think that there's hope for the future. And right now that's like all Canucks fans want is just like a little bit of hope. So I, I hope that the Oilers come in here and just boat race the Canucks like nine to one. Like I, that's, that's kind of what we want. Like you want to get as close to Connor Bedard as possible now, because though the team hasn't charted that direction, that's where they have to go. Faber, appreciate your time today, man. You, uh, I mean, try to enjoy the game tonight, I guess, if not just enjoy being able to live in beautiful Vancouver, but uh, we'll chat with you again, maybe next week. Absolutely, guys. You guys have a good one. Thanks. There you go. There's yeah. Chris Faber from Canucks Army and Canucks Conversation. Uh, apologies for the internet issues we were kind of having there as well. Um, but I'm thinking that'll fix itself here in just a second. I think just having Faber on might have messed with our YouTube feed a little bit. But great insight from Chris Faber. The audio worked. And uh, that's all that mattered with Fabes because... Um, yeah, good insight. I mean, I like hearing him say, I hope the Oilers just win 9-1 tonight because, I mean, kind of so do I. <laughs>
Yeah, you and me both, Faber. It's kind of funny because we can still see Faber on our screen talking just to show how laggy his stream was. I mean, yeah. he is long gone. But yeah, thanks for bearing with us on this. But yeah, like it's just like you said, it's just such a, a bad situation. And just like Edmonton media saying, like, oh, well, your team's good. But it's like, but that's not the point. Like, there's more to this. There's a human element to all of this. And yep. Vancouver, the, the Bruce deserves better. The fans deserve better. And quite frankly, the players probably deserve better. And if you're an outsider looking at like free agency now, like why would you want to go and play in, in Vancouver? Like it oh. just seems like, like the city is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I love visiting Vancouver, but like, the organization is, it's quite frankly, it's quite disgusting. Honestly, it's, it's horrible to see what this is, what's happened. And I, I want Bruce to kind of have a good send off tonight. I hope it goes well for him. And like Vancouver just shows some appreciation like they did last night. But again, let's hope the others just go out there and win nine one. I'm with you on that. I think our uh, stream should be starting to fix itself in just a second here. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting night. Uh, quickly, Faber's appearance is brought to you by Star Mechanical. StarMechanical.ca. They are your spot for home plumbing in the Edmonton area. Uh, also, Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day. So shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford, their parts store. Where not only do they have the genuine parts you need to keep your vehicle running smoothly, but a giant selection of merchandise and apparel for the perfect gifts and gear. And you can get 10% off your clothing order from now until January 31st. So 10 more days to go in that great sale, courtesy of our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Let's see if the Oilers can keep this hot streak going. Uh, looking at the out-of-town scoreboard, Liam, Calgary and Tampa play at one. That's a good matchup for Edmonton. The mm. Bolts are going to be hungry for a bounce back win. You know, they're probably a little bit pissed off. So the Flames taking them on. One o'clock puck drop. Something for us to watch this afternoon. And then LA is in Nashville. Seattle hosts the Avalanche. Vegas hosts the Capitals. The Oilers are really the only team in that race in the Pacific who have an easy-ish matchup tonight. If things break well for the Oilers, a victory tonight would put them up to 57 points. If Vegas and Seattle both lose, the Oilers by the end of tonight could be one point back of the top spot in the division. This is a big night. Even though it's only January 21st, tonight there could be a nice four-point swing for the Oilers in this one. Yeah, and you know what? Like like you said, the day is still relatively early in the season, I guess. I know we're kind of past halfway point, but like, that matters a lot. Like it matters to the players. I'd be like, "Hey, we're in a playoff spot now. Like we have we've built our way based off the way they've been playing recently, and, and earned, I guess, is a better way to put it to be in this yeah. situation. And the fact they kind of get to be there now, look like the last game of the day. You kind of get to see everything that's happened ahead of you. Like you're well aware of what's going to go on, and to go into that with a possibility of being one point off the top of the division. If you would ask me or anyone in this chat. To laugh the Monday's game if they were one point off the division lead, they'd be probably all laughing your face. But here yeah. we are. Like they've they've done a great job of getting back to this point and actually playing Edmonton Oilers hockey and like looking like legit playoff like threats now. Yeah, they've won five in a row. Kings have lost two in a row. Golden Knights have lost three in a row. Flames have lost two in a row. So Edmonton's going one way, and a lot of teams in this division are kind of going the other way as well. Uh, let's get into our Betway daily bets for this evening's hockey game. Because, Liam, I got I got a couple of plays that I think I really like in this hockey game. So let's dig into it. Let's take a peek. What do we got here? I... Uh... 
I, I went some relatively juicy tonight on my stuff, but I kind of, it's similar to what I had the other night too, where I go with the puck line. I think the Oilers will find a way tonight just based off pure confidence within themselves. And Evander Kane going back to the Vancouver area where he's from, like, so I think he'll, I think he'll have a good game tonight. I know he's getting closer to either. I think on Thursday when we did this and they played whoever it was, Tampa Bay, it was like plus 120. So that line is dropping closer to even money now. But I still like Evander Kane. I feel like he might even be doing goal which i can't remember how much that was but i know mcdavid's goal prop was like minus 167 tonight and dry said i was like minus 130 so if you're looking for a little extra juice on the goal props then you're probably gonna have to look outside of the top two guys yeah i mean maybe evander kane at plus 162 is worth a sprinkle mm. tonight um connor mcdavid his shot prop is something that intrigues me liam but you're not getting a good payout on it him to go over three and a half shots is only paying minus 150. But in his last five games, he's averaging 6.2 shots per game. That's wild. That is just absolutely is, yeah. bonkers, man. Um, he's been racking up the shots. And I think I like him to do it again tonight. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, because uh, Luke Meyer commented this. Heading for all the Pacific Division teams to lose tonight and an Oilers win. Quite juicy. I'm going to fire up that parlay right now and see what we can get on it. You got to get on it quick because Euler Flames and Lightning mm. play right away. So you're taking the yep. Bolts to win. You're taking the Preds to win. Preds. Um, the Avs to win as road dogs in Seattle. And the Capitals to win as road favorites. And then you throw Euler's money line in that. And you're getting that at almost, you're getting about 19 to 1. If you switch an Euler's mm. win for an Euler's puck line cover. 28 to 1. I mean, come on. That's interesting. Is that our uh, juicy Saturday bet, Tyler? Is that the parlay we're going to go with today? 10 bucks into almost 300? I think so, Liam. I'm locking that bad boy in right now. Lightning Preds, Avs Caps money line with the Oilers minus a goal and a half. Why not? Why not? As well. And I like the McDavid shot prop for some uh, safe money. And I'm probably going to dabble in the Kane shot prop like you did as well, Liam. If you want something from the opposition side, I saw someone in the chat was talking about JT Miller's shot prop. Yeah. Uh, he hit it last night. JT Miller, it's probably a decent play tonight if you want something on the Canucks too, but not sure why it would. Yeah, I know that was uh, that was Gavin's bet yeah. yesterday when he was laying some advice for me. So. He was sacking. Oh, yeah. He said he, he basically hits it every single game by the sounds of it. Five in a row now. At least, right? Five in a row. So, yeah. like we've kind of said a few times now, you kind of would hope from a Vancouver perspective they at least show up to play. And if JT Miller's doing that already when they're not playing well, like I can see him having a few shots tonight. Hopefully, none of them go past Stuart Skinner, I would assume, is starting tonight, right? You would have uh, to I am honestly. I'm honestly not sure who's getting the start tonight. We haven't heard anything from the Oilers. I, I think they're taking to the ice right away here. So we might find out in just a little bit. Um, also, the Flames are starting Dan Vladar, not Jacob Markstrom today in their game against the mm -hmm. Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, a lot of things to keep an eye on over on the Twitterverse, I suppose, throughout the afternoon as we await a starting goalie for the Edmonton Oilers. Let's wrap up with our short Ford giant keys to victory here, Liam. And it's simple. The Oilers pedal to the floor like just mm -hmm. don't mess around don't let the Canucks hang around in this game don't let them start to build up any sort of positive momentum either you know they got a little bit to play for they probably want to show up for their guy Bruce Boudreau just right off the bat boom end this thing kill their hopes squash their momentum kill their confidence all of that hot start 
dominate this game at five on five, extend the winning streak to six. Yeah, a hot start was going to be part of mine too. I think if you can kill that mojo right off the bat, then you're in a really good spot if you're the Oilers. On top of that too, I'm going to say when you get a power play, capitalize. This Vancouver penalty kill stinks. It is the 32nd penalty kill, ranked penalty kill in the NHL. And the Oilers have the number one power play. They should be able to bang a couple home tonight. So those are my two to piggyback. Uh, quick start for the Oilers. Probably a goal within the first five, seven minutes, somewhere in that range, I think is is a solid yeah. one. And then I would say maybe get two goals on the power play tonight. It would be uh, should cruise you on the way to six in a row, knocking on wood. All right, knocking on wood. Uh, we'll get to a few <laughs> more comments here over on the Nation Network YouTube before we wrap things up. Original Puzar says Nurse, DeHarnay, and Broberg all skating right now, so they're clearly fine. Um, the team is skating. They're on the ice in Vancouver. Katie says she'd like McDavid to pad his stats tonight. I wouldn't mind seeing that either. Um, Brad Bay says, give me a Kane hat trick with Hollywood and McDavid netting four points each for no reason in particular. <laughs> I like that. For the love of the game, you know? For uh, the love of the game. A lot of people talking about, uh, you know, would you trade for Horvat with an extension? I have no interest in signing a guy who's coming off the kind of career year he is. I just, I feel like some team's going to give him like eight, nine million bucks in free agency and just really, really regret it in a few seasons. Uh, Ryan Sharp, I agree, Liam, make the power play count. I mean, yeah, I, I expect the Oilers to rack up the goals tonight. Five on five on the power play, whatever way you want to do it. Um, the Oilers... Got to get the job done. The Canucks last night in their game against Colorado had uh, Colin D'Elia going between the pipes. Mm -hmm. So we are expecting Spencer Martin to be in net for the Vancouver Canucks in this one. And again, no word yet on who the Oilers are starting. I've been keeping an eye on uh, on my Twitter here on the side. No one sent anything out yet. So no word on who the Oilers are starting. Expected to be Spencer Martin, regardless of who's between the pipes for the Oilers. They're gunning for six straight wins, and the vibes are good. Could be a season-long winning streak. Could be a big night in the Pacific Division in terms of some movement in the standings. So let's hope the Oilers take care of business. Eight o'clock puck drop hockey night in Canada. Does not get any better than that. Thanks for tuning in to a short for giant game day edition of Oilers Nation every day. Coming to you live, as always, from the Sports Closet studio. Have some fun. Go to Sports Closet. Load up on some fresh reverse retro gear and cheer on the Edmonton Oilers tonight. We'll be back Monday, noon Mountain Time. Chat with you then, everybody. 